Love Talk Radio. Embrace Today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host Apri Curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. morning and welcome to Embrace Today. I am your host, E. Cree Curry, and this morning we are going to conclude the topic on relationships and marriage. Uh, this morning I'll be doing the show by myself. Montreal did the show by himself last week, and so today I'm going to talk from the last chapter of the book entitled Life Through Consequences. If you've been tuning in with us throughout uh, each week, you will notice that Montrell and I went outside of God's order and getting into a relationship as well as getting married. And with going outside of God's order and doing things our own way, we went through a lot of drama and consequences back then. And then there's still some consequences that we're going through even today um, due to the fact that we went out of God's order. And so we're still going through consequences today. And so I want to talk about life through those consequences. We're married now. We're on the right path. Um, we're looking for God, to God for guidance. But yet we still have to go through some consequences. And a lot of times um, people think that because they're still going through consequences of their actions that they're still doing something wrong. And so consequences can be misunderstood and we can still think that we're off track. But consequences can come during or after your disobedience. It doesn't necessarily have to come just at that moment. And like I said before, we're still today going through some of the consequences of our actions from doing things our way in our relationship, in our marriage. And that's just not from us doing things the wrong way back then. We still at times today do things the wrong way. And so when you do things the wrong way in a relationship and in a marriage, there's consequences that come with that. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how we live our life through consequences. How how are we still able to stay focused on God? but yet go through the consequences of some of our actions. Oftentimes in relationships, and it's real critical in relationships because when it comes to relationships, and I don't know why it's so with relationships, but so many times we want to choose our own relationships. We want to be in a relationship with whoever we want to be in, uh, whoever we want to be in a relationship with, when we want to be in it with them, doing whatever we want, we want to have complete control over our relationship. We want to have control over ourselves. We want to have control over others. And then sometimes we're even under the control of somebody else. But when we are placing ourselves in a relationship or in a marriage, we really have to allow God to place us with the person that he has for us to be with because when we place ourselves 
that's when all of those consequences and all of the drama that Montrell and I had, all of that stuff happens when we begin to place ourselves in a relationship with someone else. Um, sometimes we are attracted to people for the wrong thing. We're attracted to people from the way they look, um, from how they're shaped. We're attracted to people because they have money. We're attracted to people because they may have a house or a car. Sometimes we're attracted to people because of what we've heard about them on the streets from other people that they have been with. But those are the things that can't drive us with people. They can't. That can't be the driving force to attract you to be with someone, to make a commitment with them, because if that's not the person that you're supposed to be with, then you are going to go through so many of the things that Montrell and I went through. Um, sometimes we are wanting to gratify the flesh. The flesh is something that we really have to keep under control when we are um, – deciding to go into a relationship or uh, especially marriage. We have to gratify our, we can't gratify our flesh because when we try to gratify our flesh, it will mess up every time. Our flesh wants what it wants. And sometimes we're ignoring all the warning signs. The warning signs are there that we shouldn't be with the person that we're with or the warning signs are there that that may be the person that you're supposed to be with, but it may be a little too early for you to talk about marriage or for you to be in that type of relationship. And so sometimes we have to wait. And when we don't wait and when we want to gratify our flesh and when we want to control ourselves and we want to control others or we want to be under the control of others, then those things will cause us to have to go through consequences in our relationships that will hang with us for a long time. Um, we when we go through consequences, although we receive forgiveness, so Montrell and I, like I said before, we went through some consequences from before. We're still going through some consequences from our previous years. It'll be 10 years in February that we've been married, but we've actually been involved with each other for about 20 years. Um, but we're still going through some of the consequences from the 20-plus years, from when we were back in high school, from when we decided to have sex without being married. When we decided that when we decided that we were going to have sex without being married, we also decided that we were going to have a child. And, and all of these things started happening. And so we're going through consequences like that. You, you have to make sure that you are not trying to control yourself. You cannot control your own life. And when you are in a relationship with someone, when you are preparing to get married or when you are married, you really have to allow God in. It's not easy to give up control because I was like a really, really, really controlling person. I wanted to be in control of everything. I wanted to know that everything was going to happen the right way. I wanted to know that everything was going to be lined up. I wanted to know why everything was happening. But when you are in a relationship, when your marriage is based in, on the foundation of God, you have to allow that control. You have to give that control to God and allow him to take control. And so we repented. We asked for forgiveness, and we received forgiveness from God. God is quick to forgive, but that doesn't mean that there aren't consequences for our actions. And so that goes with whatever you're going through. You will be forgiven once you repent, but then you'll have to go through some consequences because of the, the decisions that you made. And so I also want us to know that we can't allow our consequences to consume us. We can't allow our consequences to consume us so much that we aren't living our life. 
because we can live a life of obedience through our season of consequence. Yes, there will be some things that you have to go through. Yes, you may have to have more boundaries now than you had before if you've made a mistake or yes there may be some things that you can't you just can't do no longer because of some of the choices that you made but you still have to live your life you're not supposed to live your life in bondage just because there were some mistakes that you made there were some choices that you made that caused you to have to go through some consequences. And so today's scripture that I want to focus on today, this is actually my favorite scripture. It's Jeremiah 20, line 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And if we can think about those words in Jeremiah 29, 11, if we can just look at that verse, that verse is so encouraging. It's encouraging because it just sounds like when you're reading it, it sounds like God is just talking directly to you, and he's just giving you hope, and he's letting you know not to give up. Whatever you're going through now, I have a plan for you. I have a future for you, and it is of peace and prosperity. And so that verse right there, it gives us hope. But what a lot of people don't know, and I actually didn't know this either until I actually was studying the verse to write a sermon for it. Whole chapter 29 was written to the Israelites. The Israelites were God's chosen people. And what the Israelites were doing at this point in time, they were actually in captivity. They were in bondage due to their disobedience. Get that. They were in bondage due to their disobedience. So God spoke these words to them while they were in a season of consequence. And so I want us to know that even though we have to go through some consequences, that does not mean that God is not with you. God chastises those whom he loves. And if he did not chastise you, then that means he would not care about you. He wouldn't care what you did. You can do whatever you wanted to do. But in this chapter, the Lord was basically telling the Israelites, he told them, while they were in captivity, he was basically saying, I have my hands on you. He was encouraging them through their punishment. And the verses, and I want you all to read the chapter if you all get a chance, read the chapter today. But he was telling them to get comfortable where you are because you will be here for a while. So he placed them there. They had to be there in captivity for 70 years, but it was a punishment. But while they were yet in their punishment, he wanted them to get comfortable. He wanted them to live their life. He wanted them to multiply. He wanted them to plant their gardens. He wanted them to pray for the land. But another thing that he wanted and warned them not to do is he warned them not to be deceived by false prophets. And let me tell you what that means. He had already told them that they were going to go through a season of consequence because of what they had done. And so he didn't want anybody else to come in there and, and tell them that they were not going to go through this consequential season just because um, they felt like they wanted to tell them that. And so just like you have to go through seasons of consequence, don't let anybody else tell you that you're not going to go through consequences because of your actions because we already know that we're going to have to go through the consequences because of our actions. And, again, like I said before, just because you're going through the consequences does not mean that you cannot live your life. You have to just take the punishment. It's like being in jail and not sitting around crying and moping all day. When you're in jail, when someone is in jail, they're, 
facing a punishment or a consequence because of their action. And so one can sit in their cell all day, every day, crying and moping, or one can just want to tear the whole jail up just because they're in jail. Or one can decide to do the best that they can. They can decide to get into classes to better themselves. They can um, decide to encourage others. They can uh, they can try to mentor others. There's so many things that do to build their lives up while they're in jail, even though they're in a season of consequence. And so that's what the Lord was saying. He's saying that even though you have to go through these consequences, doesn't mean that I don't want you to live your life. Look. You are still my people. You, I have still chosen you. You made a mistake. I am going to punish you for that, but at the same time, I'm still with you. I am still leading you. I am still going to provide for you. I am still going to speak with you, and my hand is still on you. And so just like Montreal and I, we went through all of those years of doing things the wrong way. We went through so much domestic violence. We went through so much uh hatred toward each other, bitterness and anger. We went through so much of that because we did not have a foundation. We were disobedient. Even in the times when people were trying to tell us to do things the right way or show us how to do the things the right way, just like the Israelites ignored God when he was warning them, we were ignoring the people that was trying to help us to get our relationship and our marriage right. And so I want to just encourage us today that just because you are going through a season of consequence, just because you have made a mistake, and I'm going to just take it a step further. I'm not even just talking about uh, relationships and marriage right now. Whatever type of uh, action that you have done, whatever thing that you have done that has caused you to have to go through a season of consequence, do not be discouraged. Uh, allow God to come into your heart. He is with you. And just because you are going through those consequences does not mean that you have to be miserable. You need to learn from your mistake, pick yourself up, and move forward and do what God has called for you to do. And in other words, what God was saying to the Israelites, and I just love this. I love this verse so much. It says, in other words, he was saying, you messed up, but because I love you, you must go through these consequences. You must learn from them, but live your life because I have forgiven you, and you will not be in this season forever. And so that's what I want to encourage you all this morning, whether it be in your marriage, in your relationship, on your job, at your home, with your family, in the community, whether it be with your children, with your siblings, with your parents, you may have messed up. And you may be going through a season of consequence, but God has his hands on you, and that's why you're going through that. Revelation 3.19 says, the Lord chastises those whom he loves. But learn from your mistakes. Learn from your mistakes because you are forgiven. If you have repented, you are forgiven, and then you will not be in a season of consequence forever. And so Montreal and I, we won't be going through some of the consequences that we're going through, we won't be going through those forever. Now, if we do some more mess-ups, of course we'll go through consequences for those, but we have to make sure that we are learning from our mistakes because Luke 137 says nothing is impossible with God. God can turn a situation around. 
God can turn you around if you allow him to come into your heart and transform you. But don't get discouraged when you have to go through a season of consequences. Don't get discouraged if your marriage started off on the wrong track. Don't get discouraged if your marriage is still on the wrong track today. You two can both repent, ask God into your heart, and then begin the process of allowing him to lead you in the right direction. There may be some consequences that you have to go through. There may be some things that you have to go through with your children because of your lifestyle that they saw you live in the early parts of your relationship or marriage. There may be some things that you have to go through, but I'm encouraging you this morning to stay strong. Do not give up because God knows the plans that he has for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. God is not in this to hurt you. He is in this to help you, but we have to connect with him and allow his help to come in and so that we can live our lives pleasing to him and so that we can live our lives at peace. And so I love the fact that this verse came, Jeremiah 29, 11 came in the midst of them being on punishment per se. And so what has God been trying to speak to you through your consequence? What has God been trying to speak to your marriage through your consequence? What has he been trying to speak to you individually? Because the Lord is here. He is here to encourage you. He is here to help you. He is also here to correct you. Don't get me wrong. We will get corrected, but it can all be avoided if we will just look at the warning signs. If we will stop ignoring the warning signs, if we will stop wanting to gratify our own flesh, and if we will stop wanting to control ourselves, wanting to control others, and wanting to be under the control of others, then everything will go so much more smoother in our relationships. Um, So many people in relationships nowadays, I've just come across people that's in relationships, and it, it just, it baffles me that so many people want to control the other person. Uh, it's, it's like they want, they don't want a mate. It's like they want a puppet. And they want someone that they can just tell what to say, how to say it, what to say it. And it, it, it just baffles me. And to be honest, it's women that's doing it. It's women that's doing it. And it, it see it's to me in my eyes today, it seems as though they want the relationship aspect just to say that they're in a relationship or that they're in a marriage or just to say that they're married. But in my in my eyes, I'm like, you're not ready to be married. Because if you're trying to control someone God is trying to control. How can you control someone that God is trying to control? In my opinion, it says if you want to be God in that person's life, you want to be God in your life, and that's what it is when we are trying to control other people is we are trying to be God in their lives. And that's part of the reason why we get in these relationships and why we're stuck in these relationships because we want to be in control. And when we want to be in control and when we want to be God, there will definitely be consequences to those actions. There will definitely be consequences to the actions when we want to gratify our flesh because we end up in sexual relations and we end up having children with uh, people outside of marriage. We end up having children with people that we don't like. We end up having children with people that's not going to be there to help take care of the children. And then we're mad and frustrated because for the next uh, 17, 18 years, 
we're taking care of these children mainly by ourselves, but it was because we wanted to gratify our flesh. But get this, even if you are taking care of a child or you're having issues with the parent of your child because you wanted to gratify the flesh and you're struggling with that, that may be the consequence that you are going through because you you walk outside of God's order. But don't let consume you. Don't let that control your life. You need to get with God and ask him for a strategy for you to be able to raise your child or children the way that he wants you to raise them and be able to not be so consumed by that other parent and allowing even the name being said of that other parent or the presence of that other parent to just take you out of the roof. Ask the Lord to show you how to raise your child. Ask the Lord to show you how to get through this season that you are in because you are not meant to live in a season where you are just frustrated and even just looking at the Israelites, even though they would have been in captivity for 70 years, the Lord still gave them hope. The Lord still gave them encouragement. The Lord still was with them. This is some of the things that he said to them. And a letter was sent to them by the prophet Isaiah, and he told them, he said, build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage. Uh, It says, so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And so there has to be a connection with God. You have to pray to God for these things. You have to ask God to show you how to deal with these things. He says, yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and denivers among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. And so don't place people around you that's going to tell you things to make you feel good when it's not the truth. Yes, you are going to go through a season of consequences. Yes, it is because of the actions that you made. But I will say that, yes, God is still with you. And so don't be de- don't be deceived in people and surrounding people around you that's going to encourage you and that's going to encourage you to do wrong things to whoever you're mad at or whoever you went through something with. But place yourself around people that is going to pray for you, that is going to correct you when you're wrong, that is going to tell you that God is still with you even though it seems like everything is going against you. Sometimes the consequences in our life can be so heavy that it may seem that God is not with us. But the word of God says, I will never leave you nor, and so just knowing that God is always with us, even when we are going through a season of consequence, even when it seems like our marriage is on the rocks, even when it seems like our relationship is just not going to work. Make sure that you are staying in constant communication with the Lord. There are things that we will go through for our actions. And that's it's, it's all of us. It's not just you. It's not just me. It's everyone. We all will go through some type of consequences in life because of what we have done. But if you can just hold on to Jeremiah chapter 29, just look at Jeremiah chapter 29, and knowing that God is no respecter of persons, what he did for the Israelites, he can do for you. What he did for Montreal and I, he can do for you. What he is doing for Montreal and I, he can also do for you. 
And so just know that just because you are going through a season of consequence does not mean that you are still doing something wrong. It just means that you are reaping what you have sown. But it also means that God has his hands on you. And so stand strong. Hold on to what he is doing in your life. Stay in constant communication with him. Some of us, even listening to the show today and even talking, um, not even just about marriage and relationships, but talking about some of our actions and some consequences that we are going through because of our personal actions. Some of us, we, we need to get with God and we need to really repent and ask him, First off, we need to repent for what we have done, but then we also need to really ask him to help us to get through this season. It's it's time for us to stop um, holding things in and wanting to be in control of our own lives and just not not releasing to God what he already knows we need to release. It's time for us to really get with him and allow him, this is the last Wednesday, of, of December. This is the last Wednesday of 2015. It is the last Wednesday that you'll hear from me um, for 2015. And I just encourage you, pray, ask God to help you through anything that you have done, any action that has caused you to go through a consequence, any type of consequence, not just relationships and marriage, but anything. Ask God for forgiveness and then ask him to help you through this season. If you are one of those ones that read uh, the word and then the Lord begins to speak to you that way, I encourage you, read Jeremiah chapter 29. Um, Also, read John 3, 17. It says, the Lord didn't come into this world to condemn the world, but but to save the world. So any conviction that you feel, don't feel condemned, and don't condemn yourself, you know. The Lord came to save. He did not come to just tear us all down. And so I will encourage you to take a look at Jeremiah chapter 29 and then also look at uh, John chapter 3, verse 17, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your situation personally. Um, There may be some things that you've done that you are ashamed of. I'm not saying that you have to just go around telling everyone. But I'm just saying get with God, you know, and surround yourself with people that is going to help you, that's going to encourage you, that's going to correct you, that's going to support you. You know, some people that can be there to hear you cry, some people that can be there just to hear you vent without trying to fix whatever it is that you are going through. And so I just encourage you this morning. I encourage you to uh, stand strong, you know. We all go through things in life. And I just encourage you to know that, as Revelation 3.19 says, the Lord chastises those whom he loves. I would like to thank everyone for tuning in this morning. Also, I'd like to remind you all that beginning on Monday, we will have a prayer call um, through freeconferencecall.com. You can go to our website, wholehouseministries.org, and that has the phone number and access code for you to be able to take part in the uh, prayer call entitled, It's Time to Pray. The prayer call is based off of Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, that says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And so I just encourage you to visit our website, wholehouseministries.org, to get that prayer call information that will start this Monday at 7 a.m. And then Next Wednesday, starting at 7 a.m., we will continue on Embrace Day, but I'm starting a new series entitled Focus. 
and I'll be in that focus series for eight weeks. And um, it's a really awesome series. I'm excited to do it. I just encourage you to tune in um, each week if you can. If you can't, you can listen to the replays. But I just truly thank each and every one of you for continuing to tune in each week and support us in ministry. I just ask that you continue to pray for us. I thank you that you continue to give feedback. I thank you that you continue to take time out of your day. And I just thank you that you just allow the Holy Spirit into your life. I thank you that you have trusted him and that you know that he is greater than any other person on this earth that can lead you in the direction that you want to go. I pray that everything that you desire, everything that you desire that is in his will will come to pass. I pray that you will uh, just continue to stand strong in the word. Don't, Don't beat yourself up. You know, don't bring yourself down. But stay in the word and allow the Lord to lead you and guide you in all that you do. Remember, 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 the Lord chastises those whom he loves. And so do not be condemned when you are going through a season of consequence. Do not be condemned when you are corrected or convicted. But know that God has his hand on you, repent, and then go in the direction that the Lord is calling you to go. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. I thank you, Lord, for allowing those individuals that have taken part in uh, this series on us talking about relationships and marriage, Lord. I pray, I thank you that they tuned into the shows, Lord. I pray that you be with them, Lord. If they are in the seeking process, I pray, Lord, that you give them your wisdom. If they are in the process of in a re- being in a relationship, I pray that you be with them, Lord, and that their relationship is pure, Lord. I pray that if they are in a marriage, Lord, I pray that you will fill them with your wisdom, that they may become one as you and Christ are one. Lord, I pray, God, that you will be with us, Lord. I pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to strengthen us. I pray that we will continue to meditate on your word, day and night, O oh God, so that we will not lean to the right or to the left, but that we will stay on the path that you have for us to stay on. Father, we need you, we love you, we thank you, and we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouseministries.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following at Curry on Twitter. Be blessed and embrace your today.